0: Hello, and welcome to the Good Leadership Podcast. I'm Paul Botts, CEO and founder of Good Leadership, and the co-host of this podcast with my colleague, Kevin.
1: Hello, I'm Kevin Sensenick, the Chief Learning Officer of Good Leadership and the founder of Interaction Dynamics Group, the Mid-Atlantic Partner for Good Leadership. I'm certainly happy today to be talking about one of our favorite subjects and topics. But as we always do, Paul, when we start our podcast, it's always good to connect personally and professionally. So, how are things for you today? I know it's been a hectic and busy summer, and now coming into the fall, how are things for you?
0: Well, today's the day after Labor Day when we're recording this podcast, and you know what? Um, that may as well be New Year's Day for business. You know, Labor Day is when everything seems to start over again, and I don't know. I've, I don't know if you're feeling that way too. I feel
1: that way every year. It's amazing. You always think of January one as that launching point for the new year, but I think September one. I would agree for business professionals, it's that time to refocus on their own growth, their company growth, and those priorities for the rest of the year, like this urgency to
0: finish strong. Yeah, well, September is the time of year when people go, oh my gosh, I've got so much to get done by the end of this year. And then it's that mad dash to the finish line just right after Christmas.
1: And that always amazes me because you would think as business professionals, we'd be in that business flow throughout the year. And we wouldn't need that sense of extra pressure or that trigger, so to speak, to really get Strong and focusing on the end of the year, but it almost seems like we need that strong pressure to ramp it up another notch.
0: It's also leading me to uh, something I've been wanting to talk with you about for quite a while. This whole conversation about uh, the great resignation or the great reconsideration, or even the whole quiet quitting conversation. I'm really getting tired of this. And I really prefer to think of this season now as the great recommitment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not true that everybody's quitting. People are rethinking what's important to them, but the vast majority of people are still on the job. They like their boss. They have teams they believe in. They have customers that they enjoy. And, you know, if you listen to the media too carefully, you'd think that everyone has quit. Everyone has a new job. And it's just not true. I think people are recommitting. That's what I'm seeing.
1: Well, I agree. I, I think it's interesting. It seems like the great American pastime has always been to complain about your boss, complain about your team, complain about those you work with. And I think this wonkiness of gone through the last few years is just feeding that. And I think you're right. There's an idea out there that it's okay to keep talking like that. But my sense as I work with the executives that we're coaching is that more and more of them are saying, now's the time to really engage the people that want to be here. And I have a really good team of solid people. So I think we're off to a... So a good start and in that idea of the recommitment. I like that I, concept, and I think it's beginning to take hold. And so I think that actually lends itself nicely to this idea of how do we withstand some of that pressure to look at the negative side of this and
0: now begin to look at helping our teams thrive both personally and professionally. Well, so when people are engaged, they're looking for reinforcement that they're mm-hmm. engaged and finding the positivity. And I think that's a perfect bridge into the conversation about the seven F's Mm -hmm. and I consider it to be a real gift that I have this friend whose name is Tim Schmidt and Tim Schmidt and I got together and uh, started a personal accountability group um, many, many years ago. And it was in that group that we found this idea of the seven F's and Tim and I wrote a book called what really works. Mm -hmm. Um, That book is in its fourth printing, and we've sold over 30,000 copies of that book. It outsells all seven of the other books I've written combined. Hmm, And I just think it's an awesome topic for us to be diving into today on the Good Leadership Podcast.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I I think it's probably one of the most far-reaching and easily accessible concepts that we cover when we talk about it with our clients, friends, family. People just naturally connect to this idea and want to think in terms of, where is my satisfaction level? and How do I begin to put these pieces together and move myself forward, both personally and professionally. So as we get into this part of the podcast, Paul, this is going to be a time for us to help our listeners get a little interactive here. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to the podcast and you're at your computer and you want to go to goodleadership.com backslash 7S, S-E-V-E-N-F-S, uh, you can find the 7S worksheet there that you can do online while we're talking through this. If you're listening to us on your run or your walk or your exercise routine, just in your mind's eye, picture these seven things we're going to talk about and picture as you rate these from one to 10, how that might look in a circle. just kind of keep that in your mind's eyes. You're working through this. So with that in mind, Paul, maybe if you could just kind of walk us through the seven Fs at a high level, kind of give us a picture of what these look like and how we can think about them as professionals.
0: Yeah. And whenever I get stumped, I just asked the Google, the seven Fs wheel. Yeah, that works <laughs> and too. And it comes up too. So you can find it there. Yeah. So, yep. uh, the 7f's listed alphabetically are faith family finances fitness friends fun and future mm-hmm. they're organized alphabetical any other way would be political yeah. and i love the idea that faith is at the beginning and futures at the end yeah. and when we do this exercise um, the 7f's wheel is uh, an assessment It's a self-assessment about our own personal satisfaction on each of those things. We think those are seven really, really important things in the lives of leaders. And so uh, you can imagine a wheel. On that wheel, there are seven spokes, each one corresponding with one of the seven Fs. And each spoke has numbers, one in the middle and 10 on the outside. Mm -hmm. So one means it couldn't be any worse right now in my life or my satisfaction couldn't be. And 10 means it couldn't be any better. And so what we're thinking about here is helping people be intellectually honest mm-hmm. in the moment about where are these forces mm-hmm. that we call the S. How are they alive and how do they impact how we show up as a leader? Right. So we'll start with faith. Faith is – sometimes a controversial topic. Sure. And we've learned how to have this conversation in ways that people can lean in and participate. So faith is really about your satisfaction with your spiritual life. Mm-hmm. We're not asking who you worship, do you worship, right. why or why not? Those conversations can get a little goofy. Yeah, um, But we are asking people to assess how satisfied are you with your spiritual life? And you know, the Egyptians and the ancient Chinese were writing about this 4,000 years ago, that yeah. the leaders that were, had the biggest impact on society had a strong connection between mind, body, and spirit. Right. And so faith is that spirit part. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing the exercise, just assess one through 10. I assume you're going to do this in your head right now. <laughs> yep. Where are you at on your spiritual life? One through 10. The next one is family. And we just like to think of family as our loved ones who share a common sense of home. Sometimes that means it's, you know, blood related or DNA related, and sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. And so uh, family is a complicated concept these days. I know having just lost my mother within the last six weeks, it's been interesting to see how uh, my thoughts about family are changing. So give yourself a score one through 10 on family. Mm -hmm. The next one is finances. This is not about how much money you have in your pocket or, or your portfolio. Right. It's really how well does your money fund your priorities? Right. And so finances is important. And it, we, we keep score financially in our businesses. This is also helping us think you know, with intellectual honesty about how well our money funds our priorities. So mm-hmm. give yourself a 1 through 10 score. Fitness. Fitness is in the middle. I'm realizing now that um, I'm just six months away from turning 60. and I'm starting to rethink what fitness is for me. And so fitness is the health of your body. And I think that means different things to different people at different phases. And I know when I first discovered the 7Fs, that was like 20 years ago. And so I was thinking of fitness very differently than I am now. Friends, these are the people who share your joys and disappointments. And, you know, the longer we live, I think the more intense some of our friendships get. And so um, this is a good place to just think intellectually in an honest way. You know, how satisfied am I with my friendships? One through ten. Mm-hmm. And then fun. This is my favorite definition in the seven Fs. The part of my life that's playful and joyful. Yeah. In many ways, you have to look for playful and joyfulness in order to be satisfied on fun. So that's easier for some people than yeah. others. But um, at this point, give yourself a score. Uh, one through ten on Fun. And then the last one, future. This is the hope that we have for ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. This is, in many ways, the leadership scale of this. Because if you don't have a high score on future, why would anybody follow you? Right. So with that pressure, <laughs> give yourself a score one through ten on future. And so for our listeners out there, I hope you at least walked yourself through the seven Fs wheel and. And so, Kevin, now you've, you've heard this, you've taught this, yeah. and how, how how are you doing on your seven Fs?
1: Yeah, so uh, at least reflect on two things you said in that conversation that really stand out and I want to draw attention to. One is that we start with faith, we end with future, and that completes the circle.
0: Mm-hmm. And I really
1: like that connection. That's what links the circle together. If I have that sense of spiritual focusedness and centeredness, and I have strong belief in the future, that brings everything together. So mm-hmm. I really like that connection you made and that, how you presented it. Uh, this time through. And then as I think about the seven Fs, the idea of what's my satisfaction, the seven F, not do I have enough? Is it enough? Do I want more? We can always have aspirations for more, but it can still be very satisfying for us. And I think it's easier to get to a sense of more when we have satisfaction, a place to build that energy momentum. Mm -hmm. So the two key things you mentioned, I wanted to make sure our listeners were catching in that conversation. And so as you think about, if you're listening and you're thinking about your wheel, we always ask, will your wheel roll? You know, is there any flat spots or any things that make your will go ka-chunk as you think about it? You got to walk through that process. And I I would say, having done this exercise now for many years with you, I've seen a real strengthening of my 7Fs because I'm paying more attention to it. I'm more intentional about it. And I'm focused more on satisfaction in them, not that sense of achievement. That's really powerful. But I still struggle in a couple. There's still a few areas where I get those flat spots. So for me, when I look at that finance fitness friend side of it, it's satisfying, but not as satisfying as I'd like it to be today. The other parts are very well-rounded and running very smoothly. I get a little flat spot there. So I got to keep working on strengthening those. And it's not significant today as it was several years ago, but there's still some flat spot there for me.
0: Well, then we're going to have a conversation about blending here pretty soon, yeah. of course, figuring out how to blend those together. It should also be said that when we ask the question, it's kind of a smart aleck question when you ask, will your wheel roll? Right. Because uh, if you had all twos, yes. it would roll. <laughs> but that would be exhausting. I mean, so much of the concepts we use at Good Leadership are based on physics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the wheel is a symbol of momentum. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that a bigger wheel yeah. has more energy to it. And it takes yep. a lot more to stop a bigger wheel than it does a little wheel. And so, um, yes, we like to think you know, the goal is not necessarily all tens, yeah. but a wide, expansive seven Fs wheel improves how you show up yeah. and how resilient you are in tough situations.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It's all about will it run smoothly and efficiently? And so the bigger it is, the the stronger it is. But I think you always challenge us to also think in terms of can I give myself a 10 or what would it take for me to give myself a 10? And I think that's an important insight to make sure we take away from this thinking. If I'm not at a 10 today, what would it look like
0: to get to a 10? Yeah, most people say, well, I could never give myself a 10 because there's there's always room for improvement. (laughs) Well, sort of. It's also kind of a martyr-like answer as well. So it's also important to... um, insert the idea of goodness here. Because yeah. everything we do is based on goodness and we believe goodness pays. Mm-hmm. And, and goodness is when people thrive together. And so the 7F's wheel is a really powerful way that teams who believe in the thrive together idea can actually do a numerical assessment mm-hmm. of how well people are thriving together. And you and I have been coaching executive teams for a decade now. And it's really interesting when you get a team that is ready and willing to have that seven Fs conversation, they they see each other differently and their teamwork improves for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think the key element of the seven Fs is that it helps teams think about their interaction, both personally and professionally. And I think that's a key aspect that makes it unique, makes it different and really helps te- teams to thrive when they think about the personal and professional aspect of that.
0: So it's probably time to go back to the backstory here yeah, for how exactly. this thing, because it was a small team of people. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, my friend Tim and I assembled what we called a personal accountability group. It was way back in 2002. Wow. We, um, there were five of us, one woman, four men, all about the same age, and we all got our first big job. And so we decided to meet together once a month for two hours mm-hmm. to, you know, help each other thrive both personally and professionally. And it was Tim who came to me and said, hey, Paul, this group isn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. Said, you know, we've gotten too familiar with each other. And I'm really tired of everybody just dumping all their problems on each other. I, I, I leave it feeling worse than I did when I came to the meeting. And he said, you know, I, I'd like to try something new. And he explained to me that around the dinner table at their house, he had middle school aged kids uh, similar to me, just a little older than mine. And he said on Sunday evenings, they sit down and discuss five concepts that start with the letter F. They ask, how did it go this week? And then what are your goals? one for each of the Fs for that week. And I looked at his five Fs and said, wait a second, this is a leadership group. We have to have finances and future in that. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had this moment. We looked at each other and said, huh, we have the seven Fs. And we, yeah. we recited them together alphabetically, faith, family, finances, fitness, friends, fun, and future. And then he said, let's do an assessment. So I'll, I'll never forget this. He went to one side of his deck and I went to the other side of that. We we're outdoors you know, yeah. meeting and we both came back and we looked at it. And the thing that we shared in common is we both had three on friends. Wow. And we're like, "Huh, this is interesting. Uh, well, aren't you my friend? Right. Yeah, exactly. And then also we were like, well, what message does this send to our kids? You, know, yeah. you can have the big job, yeah. but you'd have to do it at expense of your friendships. Mm-hmm. And so we both agreed, let's take this to our small group. And we did. And it instantly changed how we met. Good. Um, one of the guys in the room opened up a laptop, started a spreadsheet, and arbitrarily <laughs> said anything below a seven is red. And he used yeah. to email us these red reports. Yeah. So if we had <laughs> something that was on the red report, we had to do something to get it out of the red. Okay. Nice. You know, at least up to eight. Yeah. Um, and our group became consultative. Nice. And we stayed together for many, many years. Hmm. And uh, Tim and I always knew that we would write the book on this, and so. Uh, it was actually the seven F's concept that gave me the strength and courage to leave my job as president of the other firm and start Good Leadership. Wow! I wanted to write the book. Yeah. Uh, it was during the Great Resignation. Excuse me. Uh, the Great Recession. <laughs> recession. <Jesus>. Yeah. <laughs> the Great Recession, and people were so were suffering so much financially yeah. at that time, and so having a conversation about something other than just finances mm-hmm. was really freeing. My mm. coaching work was getting better. My coaching clients were signing up for more coaching despite Mm -hmm. their financial situations. And it just, it was the thing that gave me the courage to start good leadership. Hmm.
1: That's amazing. A great story. And I like the way you talk about, you know, both having a three on friends. And so I guess one of those situations where when we uh, make our first assessment, sometimes we're really tough on ourselves and it challenges to say, what would it take to move that up? And so I like the way you took it to the small group and said, what do you think about this idea of friends where that fits into our life? So a really good connection there. But the other thing I took away from that story is kind of the sense of deja vu. Uh, you talked about doing this just a few years after 9-11 time yep. in the U.S. Yep. And then you talked about kind of resurging in the 07, 08 Great Recession. Yes. And now I feel like there seems to be a lot of concern out there about what what are the next few years hold? Are we going back into some economic challenges, some business challenges, some personal life challenges in the next few years? And I wonder if that's what's causing this to seem to reconnect so well with people right now. It's almost as though when things are tough, people start to
0: pay attention to how do I balance this together? There's no question about it. The COVID situation caused people that, whether they knew it or not, they were doing seven assessments in their head on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And that's why people are reconsidering things. And, um, but also I think, um, the sense of future is what drives leaders, and yeah. if, you've got, if you're have got, if you still optimistic about the future, then you re- you know you need to pull your teams together, you yeah. need to get everybody on the same page, and if they're thriving together, there's really no end to what it is you can accomplish.
1: Well, and so there's one more key point we definitely need to talk about in this conversation. That's this idea of work-life balance mm-hmm. and the fact that we say we don't believe in work-life balance, we believe in blending. And so when you talk about the 7S, the way you've described them today, and we think about the example you went through... But I heard in those conversations a lot of blending. So talk about blending a little bit. How does blending play into the 7S and how does that drive our satisfaction in the 7S? Yeah,
0: the very first line in the book, it says, we do not believe in the notion of work-life balance. And work is life, life is work. And I think people were put on the planet to build things. Yeah. And that one line, that phrase uh, has been the catalyst to some fantastic uh, long-term client engagements. Hmm. And I learned that, It was a New York Times columnist in the early 1970s who actually coined the phrase work-life balance, and it just took off. And so in this accountability group, we had a woman whose name is Nancy. And Nancy said, you know, I I just don't buy it. The only way I can make things work in my life, she had a huge job, was to blend all this stuff together. Find ways to blend my home life with my work life. Find ways to blend these different concepts that we call the seven Fs together and Boy, that concept works so well. And that was essentially where our coaching was. And mm-hmm. so, you know, all of us were, had young kids. We were traveling for business and so we decided to start bringing our kids with us on trips. Nice. My kids today will talk about the trips that they took to whatever city. I don't even remember the cities I took them <laughs> to, but they do. They do. Yeah. And that just started a whole series of activities. And the coaching is very simple. Use places where you're strength. We have strong, high numbers. Mm-hmm. Figure out ways that those high numbers can help you on the ones where they're low. So for me right now, uh, one of my highest scores is faith. And my lowest score always is fitness. It's not terrible, but it's a seven right now. You know, I had a long summer of partying and just being irresponsible in terms of eating and drinking. And uh, now I've really started to think about how can my faith life help me with my fitness? Mm -hmm. I'm taking much longer walks, different types of runs you know, thinking of a centering concept each day. And now I'm starting to crave my exercise time the way I crave my spirituality time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's early, but if this feels better and more sustainable, probably for my age as well. Yeah. But that's a perfect example of what blending means. Yeah. yeah and that, that really is the centerpiece concept related to the seven F's.
1: Yeah. I, I was built on that because I remember taking my sons on business trips early in their life and they talk about those trips all the time, how much they enjoyed them, how much they gained from that. And it was a great exp- way for me to Let them see what I do every day and how that works. It's a great blending piece. And I go back to my 7F work. You know, fitness is one of my lowest. I was in a really good routine last summer and then had a bike accident and that threw me off a little bit. It's been hard to get back into it, but I'm blending that with family. Uh, My wife and I are at a different spot right now in our life as our kids are now leaving the home. And so now we're blending that time of family and fitness together. And that's been a really good way to get a resurgence there and feel a strength there.
0: Well, I I also have a coach. I think if you're going to be a coach, you have to be coached. So, But I've also learned a lot just about uh, being kind to myself Mm -hmm. and self-care. You know, maybe this is too much information, but at my last executive health checkup. Everything was good except for weighing a few too many pounds, not taking any meds. And he said, you, you should really be proud of yourself. And here I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm starting to look like a bowling ball. And he was like, no, 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 you should be really happy and, and approach your fitness from a place of strength and happiness and joy, as opposed to misery. And honestly, I was 59 years old until I got that concept in my head. And so, you know, you're never, it's never too late to learn new things like that. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Good. Well, we always talk in terms of success habits within the uh, podcast work that we do. So let's talk a little bit about the success habits that you're seeing within the 7Fs concept today, Paul.
0: Well, the the 7Fs wheel itself is a framework, and most people who make decisions or run a business or do anything have a framework. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, incorporating the the framework of the 7Fs as on a regular basis, structurally, like people who are, you know trying to lose weight, they need to get on to the scale at least once a week for a long, long time. There has to be a routine. So uh, establishing a routine here, um, you can do it in many different ways. You can have coaching buddies like I had with the accountability Mm -hmm. group. You can have a best friend, somebody at the office, a spouse. I've even been doing this, having this conversation about my spirituality on a regular basis with my son, Ben. So structure, committing to using a structure on a regular timeframe, that's really, really important. And then relationally. What the seven Fs does is it creates a real conversation mm-hmm. in, you know, you can ask the, well, how are you really doing? Right. Are you making progress on that? What can I do to help you? N- none of these things is fluffy. Yeah. They're all important to how a leader shows up mm-hmm. and how a leader creates a mood and tone. Mm -hmm. And so usually if somebody's getting ornery or something's just not right, it's usually something on the 7S wheel that's just not where someone wants it to be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the relational success habit is to embrace the idea of having real conversations with people.
1: And it's nice because that's a real conversation rather than just a what's wrong and they don't know how to answer that. It gives us something tangible attached to. So I like that connection on the relational side. Mm -hmm. So let me just recap those. So when you think about the idea of the success habits, what I'm hearing us say is that structurally, you need to commit to doing the exercise and tracking your growth. And then relationally, that you open up to others as a powerful way to grow both personally and professionally.
0: Yeah, I think that's exceptionally well said. And, you know, as we've been doing this for, you know, well over a decade now, coaching with the seven Fs, we have resources now. Mm -hmm. So on the website, Goodleadership.com, there's um, a package with books and cards and yeah. 7S wheel. Um, we we give away the 7S wheel. You can just, you know, like yeah. I said, ask the Use Google, it. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, that will You can find it. And I would highly encourage people to try it with a dinner party group, yeah. with your kids, um, with a friend group. And, and, and probably the most important way is to try having a Seven 7S conversation in the context of thriving together with your team. Yeah. Because nothing significant ever happens alone. And if we're going to do fantastic things with our teams, we have to invest in one another.
1: Yeah. And I'll even give a little bit further conversation around the idea of the cards. The 7F cards are really powerful in taking those conversations even deeper with your team or with your family. I had a CEO recently at a retreat who said, can I borrow those cards and use them with my family? And he came back and said, what amazing conversations we had. Uh, I don't think I knew my boys pretty well, but I have a new daughter-in-law about to have a new daughter-in-law. It was really interesting to hear her perspective on the seven Fs. And this gave me a whole different view of the family. So it was a really nice way for him to see a professional and a personal connection there.
0: Well, that makes me smile because we consider the highest compliment to our coaching is when people want to take stuff home. Yeah, definitely. Hey, this has been an awesome conversation, Kevin. I, I really, really appreciate it. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in today we love to keep this conversation going about leading and coaching teams. And the seven F's was a really good way to keep that going today.
1: And we do hope that you enjoyed the episode. As always, we'd like to hear from you, whether you have thoughts about the seven F's or want to hear us talk about something in the, in a future podcast. So please reach out to us at info at goodleadership.com. That's I N F
0: O at goodleadership.com. And until next time, remember good leadership is a team sport. And it's our intention to help you build the team that helps you build your dreams. And make it a great day.